0: So now we're on episode 371 for our podcast and on this show we're going to talk about the insights or we're going to give insights on what's the current situation in the supply chain in China.
1: Yeah, let's do this. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. All right, Aubrey, we're in different situations. I'm locked down and I can't leave until March 8th here in Shenzhen. Not every part of Shenzhen, certain buildings or communities, but I'm in a community that's locked down until March 8th. So you are not though, right? What's happening with you?
0: Yeah, and fortunately I'm on the other side of things because I've already joined a great community building here in our area and yeah, I've joined the Empower camp in, uh we deal with different uh, environmental issues and we come up with a great project for the environment.
1: That's awesome. And we really,
0: we yeah. cool. really looking forward for that. And I hope uh, you can join us too as well in the future. You can be here in the Philippines as well. I Even know. If we're currently opening the borders.
1: Wow. <laughs> but
0: I'm lucky you, you're only locked down, so yeah. it's always more fun in the
1: philippines right though it's not what they say it's always more fun in the philippines
0: yeah i believe so
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i actually one of my friends is in ukraine and there's a the the war happening and the bombs are dropping and they're trying to get to the philippines i don't know why he picked philippines he's a foreigner he's he's not ukrainian he's he's from the us so he He's picking f- for some reason Philippines, he's trying to get to Philippines. So maybe, uh, maybe you can welcome him if he gets there. It's, it's really crazy times right now, but
0: sure. I've also heard about that news, and uh, I think it's quite relevant to our current topic because it will uh, somehow affect the cost in the shipping, right? Especially affecting the cost of the oil. And- yeah,
1: the oil prices will go high. Good one, Aubrey. Yeah, I know oil prices have shot up. I mean, we're not talking about the Ukraine war. I mean, we're in Asia. We, I, it's kind of Asia, maybe Russia, but we mostly talk about China and 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 Asia, um, Southeast Asia. But which is uh, yeah, today's show? We got Eric. He's in our GFA VIP members community, and he's he's uh, he's really knowledgeable. And he does logistics himself for many years, and dropship, and B two B, and air, and ocean, and you know, we've had logistics a couple times on the show. But I think it's always a, a popular topic and he shares some numbers and rates and uh, we talk about some of the history. And I think it's good to, to just do a little bit of state of the uh, shipping and he gives some recommendations as well. So let's let's tune into Eric now. And thank you to our sponsor, our returning sponsor, mercury.com online bank. Well, it's a real bank, but you can totally online for U.S., our blimp program participants are going through this as well. Thank you, Mercury. Travis is great there. He's been on our show. He's been in our events. We're going to have another event where we will have them attending as well. And if you want to get a little bonus for you and us, if you sign up and do some special circumstances, you can go to globalformationcom Mercury. I also have a video tutorial that we use even for the blimp people. They use the same exact video to learn how to use it. I hope you can check it out. Totally free. Why not? See you there. All right. Thank you everybody for choosing to listen to it. Global from Asia podcast. I think this episode is one that people always always like, is like on the ground insights of what's happening here in, in China. So I wish I could meet Eric in in person. We've met in person recently, but I'm locked down. So I can't go meet you or we can't meet. So we're doing this online. But it's great to have you finally on our show here. Eric. Eric is uh, you know in the community. So thanks for being here, Eric.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for inviting and and, and all these topics. I'm pretty interested. And I hope that my experience and some insight can help you guys get through this 2022.
1: For sure. For sure. So yeah, we're two years into COVID right now. It's we're recording this right at the end of February. I think it will be published early March 2022, when you know I don't think any of us predicted two years later it would still be a, a discussion. And I think it was great to have you on the show, Eric. You're you worked many years in logistics for both B2B and B2C. And you have a lot of good yeah. insights on the ground here. So do you want to just give us a little bit of background about yourself for people to, to understand more? Okay, so
2: we, me, or we run a company here, we help Chinese sellers and also foreign sellers to ship their product from China to other countries. And so what do we, we are, most of our customers are from like a B2B and in terms of shipments, B2B is the biggest. And also, but in terms of customer numbers, we see the B2C, we have the, have the most of customers in terms of numbers. And uh, those customers are falling into the category like Amazon, Shopify, and uh, dropshipping as well. So, and some personal customers as well. So this is what we basically do. We help a customer to ship product from China to the countries.
1: Perfect, yeah, and great for the topic today.
0: Yeah, thank you for that, Eric. And also I remembered I was supposed to have you as a guest host instead of being the guest. So thank you so much for uh, always uh, supporting this community.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll have Eric as a co-host in future episodes. Honestly, I I hope I could meet with you and we could even go see some, see some different facilities and things like that. I think that's going to be something future this year that we're going to do together. True. No problem. That's what I'm also expecting. Perfect. We'll make it happen, man. We'll Always make it happen here. So I think before we get into kind of the status or the, the, the state of the supply chain, I think people are familiar in the community, but maybe we'll just go through some of the different, I call them buckets of different logistics services that are most popular from China, you know, export side of uh, mm-hmm. B2B, B2C, so, so people can understand the most common ones that people are using.
2: Okay, so traditionally, the most of the shipments will, will, will be with B2B. So that means container, FCL, FOB, but you know, as the e-commerce evolves, we see very traditional terms are kind of getting away from most of the uh, business, or especially the new entrepreneurs. So we are now talking about like uh, I don't want any, I don't want to deal with anything else. I just want to have the shipment delivered to my doorfront or delivered to my customer's doorfront. So if let's say if you want to uh, have like bulky shipment, or that would be we would say B two B. So in terms of B2B, most, in most cases, we'll use, like first of all, the most expensive one and the quickest one will be the International Express, like UPS, DHL, FedEx. And also then, but it is the, the, the most expensive, the quickest one. And also then following the categories, like some customers, may, they may not have the knowledge or uh, the resources to do the custom clearance, that will be the DDP. So the DDP can go with air freight. That means we book the, the cargo flight space and then uh, deliver to the airport. In, in, in For example, USA maybe goes to Los Angeles or New York. And then there will be custom clearance agents who will handle everything and then deliver to the door front of the, of the buyers. And if the customer have their own ability to the custom clearance, that will be like the port to port. Let's say we book a container and then we just deliver it to the container yard in destination country. And then the buyer will hire a custom clearance agency and also lo- a local delivery company to pick it up. So it's pretty easy. So in terms of B2B, so you, you go with like uh, Express, like DHL, UPS, FedEx. If, and if you have a uh, very big volume, then you go with a container, I mean, by Safer. And uh, if you have the ability to handle everything, you may hire a customs clearance agents and local local trucking truck company, which will save you a lot of the cost. And then you have the whole transparency of your co- cost structure in terms of bring the product back to your own country.
0: Yeah. So thanks for that, uh, Eric. So how about in China? Uh, and the status of drop shipping there? Do people still use uh, B two C drop shipping for retail orders to the overseas market?
2: Okay, job shipping is on the rise, still on the rise. So it's a dilemma for me. So on one hand, we see that job shipping is a good business model because the, the other hand, because you have to deal with a lot of new business owners who ask a lot of questions, and is it's, and the whole uh, growth trajectory is very, I mean, it's very slow. Okay, but in terms of job shipping, so there are also a few shipping methods. The quickest one will still be UPS, FedEx, but it's very expensive. In most cases, I would not suggest because it will add up all your profit. And also, there's one term that called the virtual warehouse. That basically means how can we do it? It's basically we use the, a big box of UPS or DHL and I put a lot of small parcels inside. And then we deliver it to a, U, a local U.S. warehouse. And then the local US has come to pick it up. So the whole different time is only five to seven working days. Sometimes if, if there's no holiday, if everything is very smooth. It's, it happens in just five to seven days. It's a very quick experience. But this service is only available for the US market. And because now the US, now US market had the most favorable trading uh, terms. But for other countries, there will, be, uh, there will only be like, in China we call it like special line. So this kind of special line work with like, <clears throat> Let's say, for example, we have all these uh, uh, parcels come to our warehouse and we'll do the consultation, and then we we'll use cargo flight and ship to US or ship to Europe and then do the custom clearance, and then the local com- com- company come to pick it up. And these shipping methods, we can also address the problem of custom clearance. So that means the buyers or any user does not have to deal with the custom clearance. And for these kind of shipping methods, Used to be in the US and then Europe. Now we, we can see that now it goes to South America, it goes to Middle East, it goes to South America. It's getting more and more popular, <clears throat> especially for those people uh, who purchase from AliExpress or from other sourcing agents. So this is the uh, very most common uh, drop shipping, shipping method. Right. So the, the total shipping uh, time from China to US, so this can kind of specialize service is around like 12 to 15 calendar days. And to Europe, it's it's shorter. It's around like uh, 10 calendar days, more or less. And to South America is something like 15 to 20 calendar days. And to Southeast Asia, it can be quicker. Sometimes it's only seven days or sometimes it's like 10 days. It's not stable, but still in the time range. So this is the most, the, uh, most common and they used shipping methods for the drop shipping service provider. So there are very big service providers like Win Express, like 4PX, and also there are a, like a lot of small service providers like us, because the whole operation is not that complicated. So what you need to do is you have all those parts come to your own warehouse and do the consultation and send to the destination uh, country and then you have good contract with like EUS, USPS, if you were to German, maybe the Deutsch uh, post and then the whole operation can start to run. So this, they most, mostly use the shipping method for top shipping.
1: Awesome, awesome, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Eric. So I'm wondering just, I know everybody probably curious to price and it might be hard to give an exact price, but maybe like before COVID after now, like price range, like for a lightweight item to the US, is there ePacket anymore? Okay. No more, e- and ePacket's gone, right?
2: Uh, EPacket is still going up because it's it's much cheaper. It's much cheaper. It's still going up. So let me take one example. Let me just grab one product, maybe uh, beside my hands.
1: Perfect. Yeah, examples <laughs> are the best.
2: For example, this is a gamble. It's a gamble, but this one is is. is there's inside uh, there's this built-in battery inside. So let's say this one is, five, is 500 kilograms, uh, five, 500 grams, like 0, 0.5 kilogram. So with battery, it goes to US. Let me think. Uh, let me do a simple calculation.
1: Yeah, just a range, and we won't hold uh, you to the quote, but it's <laughs> an idea here.
2: So I think it's around
1: like, it's, it's
2: around like 12 to 13 US dollars.
1: Okay. Yes, Got
2: but it. Still affordable. For those people who for those sellers who have the ability to, to have, you know, who can sell with a higher sell, a retail price, uh, I think it's, it's still profitable. And because of this, garbage, in China, domestically it sells around 200 RMB. I think for US market or Euro market, it can sell like around 70 US dollars. So there's still a margin.
1: Okay, that's great. And then for ePacket, you said it's still, I thought it, honestly, I thought it was going away, but I, I don't follow. I'm not too active in this this type of
2: service. Still, it is still available. For example, some people who sell on a Wish or uh, sell on Aliexpress, whereas some people run their own Shopify or uh, WooCommerce store, they have a very low shipping price it's still the ePacket is still can 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 be available.
1: All right, interesting. All right.
2: Yeah. So, but, more more, okay. but more more, the thing is more and more sellers are getting away from ePacket because it's too slow. So, given the reality that the PayPal or Facebook or Google is actually have a very uh, strict policy on this shipping time. So, let's say if a packet. You know, because with the E-pack, sometimes, sometimes 15 days, sometimes third days, sometimes 40 days, this is very unstable. So which would jeopardize the uh, the, the status of, of many centers like PayPal or Shopify or Google accounts.
1: True. You know, just before I left the Philippines at the beginning of coronavirus in March 2020, there was a, a dropshipper mm-hmm. at an event I spoke at, and, and it was a big dropshipper. And he says he didn't know mm-hmm. what to do because he had thousands of orders. And they were all by PayPal and they were drop Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you just said, the biggest danger is your, your merchant account, right? Your, your payment gateway. And I I was really scared for him because obviously if you lose your PayPal, especially if it's your main channel of sales, it's, uh, it's, it's really hard. So I don't know. I hope he made it Uh, at that point. It was right at the peak of uh,
2: my suggestion for those people who market, especially on Google they should be very careful with their shipping time, at the beginning at least.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Drop shipping is uh, it's always a little bit. Yeah, saying it takes longer than you expected is better than less, right? Because if somebody doesn't get it when they think they're going to get it, they get upset. They call their credit card, their PayPal, etc. It, it, it can really hurt your destroy your business yeah. if you lose that account.
2: Especially, especially those people who um, drop shipping from AliExpress need to be very careful
1: yeah yeah it's the seller,
2: sellers on ice they they cannot have the service from us because the platform control it so the platform the platform outsource the shipping service to a third party mm. the whole processing time is much longer than you expected
1: got it didn't know that thanks for the insight okay if moving from drop shipping back to b2b you know I think mm-hmm. a lot of sellers, more B two B, is of course like could be private label or or you know they want to have their own their own stock in the U S for faster delivery or more control. So you know there's of course air and ocean. I think Aubrey will talk to you about ocean, but let's talk start with you know air freight from China. You know I know you do a lot of this. I think to the U S and other places. You know just maybe we could talk about some rates now and 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 you know cartons, you know the feasibility things you've been seeing timeframes. I'd love. Honestly, I'm even maybe need to talk to you about this too for a a new brand. I think I showed you uh, the Excalibur Brothers. We're probably going to need some air B2B cartons soon. So I think people...
2: So in terms of air freight, so, okay, so the current market is frozen. So we have been saying the air freight price has been dropping for more than two weeks since, since since the end of the Chinese New Year. And still, I think still keep dropping. So if you have anything want to shake... With air freight, do it as soon as possible, mm-hmm. because now it's the best timing. Because it's it's, it's very cheap now. Wow, and,
1: that's good. But news.
2: Uh, in the long run, I think this year the, the, the air flights cost will still uh, keep on a very high position, because at the beginning of twenty twenty two, when a lot of like a uh, logistics company uh, booked the cargo flight space, the price is very high. So the only reason now that the price keeps dropping is because there's no shipments where where the factory just started to manufacture. Because for example, today when I when when I went to KFC to, to order my coffee or say outside there's a lot of factory, just put po- put a desk down the road to hire more labor workers because they want, want more human resources to manufacture. But from manufacture to a real product, that takes time. So now there's no product to ship. If there is somebody want to ship with a low price, now it, it is the time point. But uh, maybe, as I think after March, middle of March, the price will come to pick up. and Because no one wants to lose money. So when there is, there's, there, are, there are no quality to ship, so the air freight or the shipping company will raise the price. At least, you know, because yeah. they have to in, in a long year. But now this, this is the lowest point.
1: Understand. Yeah. yeah, actually, I wish I had it ready now, but probably it'll be when it gets more expensive because production is starting, right? So we're not ready to ship until at least two or three weeks. So, yeah, I mean, probably we'll need to send our shipments when it starts getting more expensive, <laughs> I guess, because every, but it seems like that's what everybody's doing, right? I mean, nobody got yeah. nobody has stock right now because Chinese New Year's finished recently and uh, production is getting started. So, Probably will need it when it gets more expensive, but I don't know. Do you? I know it's tricky to say exact numbers and rates, but can you give us a little bit of an idea over the last couple of years? The the graph, like vision, you know, verbally, like costs for these things are. I I know we talked a lot when there was the PPE craze. I guess people are still doing probably PPE. I, I, I'm not involved in that anymore, but you know, there was the PPE craze when it started. That that was insane, right? Like the costs of air was in. Maybe at the highest, or am I wrong? I I mean, you're in this more than I am. But...
2: The, point, the highest point is in I think around April or May 2020. 2020. Yeah, and I... it, it's it's tripled at least. Yeah. but compared to compared before the, the pandemic, so the air fryer price still I think still doubled.
1: Okay, that's helpful. That's helpful.
2: Yeah. And I think, let me, let me have a look. My, uh, I think it's, I don't
0: know.
2: Now, air freight, I think it's around, like, currently it's around eight, eight or nine US dollar per kilogram. That would, that include tax. All
1: right. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I think, uh,
2: from, from April or, or from March, I think we'll go around, say, will be 30% more. All right.
0: Yeah. How about on the ocean right, from China to usa and other uh, countries how about the rates of containers uh, do you can you give us the uh, brief uh, summary of the rates right now
2: the container the, the price of containers still very high but the Lcl is, is the price has been dropping hmm. the logic is the the Lcl price is is, is come from Let's say, for example, Mike uh, booked quite many containers, right? So the, the container cost would be, will, will be on Mike. So in order to make money, he, wants, he, will have, he will have more goods to come to the container and then uh, ship to other countries. So those, that means like that's, that, that will be the stock on Mike's hands. So in order to have, lo- have less loss, so you have to drop the price to collect more goods. But for for the container, it's, it is still controlled by the carrier. So the carrier, for a short term, uh, they will not lower the price of the container.
1: Mm. Yeah, they're making so much so much money. I I mean, I can share some of my my memories of numbers before, but I think yeah, like a forty foot container from like Xi'anjia to L.A. before COVID was like eight hundred dollars a thousand dollars us
2: yeah thousand dollars something
1: It was around a thousand dollars and now i don't even want to ask but i know uh, i mean i remember it was up to twenty thousand dollars i hope it's lower now i don't know i don't know i know you maybe don't want to share exact numbers because it's changing all the time uh, well, at but at least
2: at least at least twelve thousand dollars a container
1: at least crazy yeah yeah so... <laughs>
2: So in the short term this year, as for now, the LCL price is dropping due to uh, less shipment. But in terms of container, the price still remains high because it is controlled by the carrier. But yeah. the, LCL, the LCL container is was booked previously by the fly forwarder. So in order to have less loss, they would drop the LCL
1: price. Got it. Which kind of leads to the next question and actually evergreen is one right like there is that a carrier yeah, yeah. they're really I mean, popular.
2: A, yeah they own the own the ships
1: yeah they're the popular they're so rich right like they're yeah. so rich because they have the ships and they make so much money i mean i heard they gave so much bonus to their team i don't know if you i don't i know it's not in our outline but i don't know it was crazy like me, how much uh, money they have
2: show you a, uh, show, i'll show you a personal insight one of my my uncle, he's very young. I'm a very young uncle. So they are very uh, traditional uh, booking agents. So they have very long, they have long-term uh, contract. Yeah. So they have around like, so their price around seven 7,000 US story uh, a uh, 40 HQ container. So their their company policy is, you should not sell less than uh, 13,000.
1: <laughs> Crazy. So they just, they just lay down and they make money. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. I mean, uh, and I guess they're getting used to it. Right. So that's why we think prices won't come down. They just, they just can, can, can enjoy that. Enjoy is a bad word, but enjoy. So, okay. So now, I think we kind of went through some of the numbers and the basics. I think we can switch now in a little so, bit. Uh, s-
0: some have luck in long-term contracts as well. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. perfect, perfect. Go ahead, already. Yeah, right. Long, long, long uh, long-term term
0: contract. contracts with ocean freight companies, right?
1: Okay. So, so in
2: terms of long-term contract, the freight forwarder, since the pandemic, the freight forwarder were not able to have the so-called long-term contract rate because the, the carrier know exactly how much money you make. So the carrier owner want to make more money as well. So first the fly forwarder will not able to have a long-term contract rate anymore. So only those very big shipping uh, trading companies or very big factory, they may they may able to have this kind of very low rate. Let's say for example, if you if for example the, the, the shipping rate of Apple or Foxconn, right? They have a very low like long-term contract. So, um, if, 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 if anybody, anybody has a with this very big trading company, and if they are able to share the price, uh, that'll, that will be also money printing issue.
1: So, I mean, I, I don't know. I could ask, like, I know some aggregators and I heard mm. they said they pay $3,000 for a container yeah. because they got a long-term yeah. contract and they, they're still paying that now. Yes. So, so I was asking them, could I ship? Could I use your contract? <laughs> could they do that? If they, I mean, could I, for my, if I'm like a separate seller, I mean, I could pay them extra, but I mean, they weren't sure. Cause it's their contract with their, their logistics provider, but is there any hack that they could let me use their, their contract?
2: Okay. It is possible, uh, but it does depend on the relationship and also how you guys can smartly use their system. There, there, there i think there is some there, there are some hacks for sure
1: yeah yeah they don't seem so willing to share their rate <laughs> honestly but i will try to get some to- of
2: them some of them they want to make the money so you say oh maybe i pay a bit more to you
1: yeah yeah how about another is there a way like People in the community could share money, share, save money by like sharing shipments, you know, as a group, like smaller sellers, yeah. consolidating yeah, there,
2: there is. So there is, you know, in, in logistics. So the, the, the very simple or root logic is the more you ship, the less cost you will have. So, but this can only be done to a certain country. For example, we have around 10 buyers from the U.S., so what we can do is we book container and put all the goods in one con- in one container and the ship to a assigned address in the U.S. and right. then the buyers and then send their own trucks or their own local pickup company and to, to do this to do the thing. So this is how we can you know you know break down the cost.
1: That's pretty cool. So then just to follow up on that, and Aubrey has a question. But would the one importer though? Right, just one, one, one customer. Yeah, one
2: one c- yeah. so that, that mean yeah, this we here we we in China we work it with one exporter in the US, there will be one importer.
1: Yeah, yeah, so there's a little bit of trust on that from the yeah, the, 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 the box
2: on it, but you know, given all those, given all the facts of international trading, so. Who, who does not trust will not have the room to do business
1: yeah it's all trust yeah it's true it's why it's great to have you know relationships and and uh, you know community true
0: yeah so we're really thankful for all the insights uh eric and of course there are some other ways that people can defend themselves in these challenging times right we believe in that and maybe you can also provide some other insights. Were in the Amazon and e-commerce sellers right now on how they can uh, protect themselves from the increasing costs and other risk.
2: So anyway, let me share the recent market situation here in China. So sure, please. Most of the, most of the Amazon sellers here in China feel a little bit uh, less confident. Where they because you know see they, they see the orders are dropping you see the costs are rising and more and more sellers are flooding into the Amazon market base. So as far as I I can I can you know think out of the box maybe especially for people outside China if they can work on you know work more on the marketing side to do customization and to have a better supply chain control that's this is in general idea. If think I think they can have some uh, chance to win, but still, if if still goes, uh, you go to a sourcing agent. You want to buy this, want to buy that. Uh, you follow the, the the common path. There's little chance to win over this very saturated marketplace.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I would yeah, agree. So,
2: so that means. You should be very good at like marketing to let and like let's say U.S. Uh, buyer to feel that okay, this is a U.S. company, a U.S. made product or U.S. designed product. So this is a real person, U.S. a person, American behind this brand, and also you can provide them good service, good product with a good price. Uh, I think you can can add up the winning chance. But if you just go on go through still on normal, you source from AliExpress, Alibaba, you will end up finding okay, this product has already been sold by others.
1: Agree. Yeah,
2: and also and find a long-time partner here in China who can provide some up-to-time, up-to-date market information. And also who can help you to really protect your trade secret design factories, those. Otherwise, you know, the more you sell, you will see that you have more car compared, you know, just falling behind. Agreed. Yeah, because, you. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not saying Chinese are bad, but because Chinese is so big, there's 1.4 billion people. You know, there are always people that's not follow the rules. So you gotta, so you gotta find someone here who can protect you from the root especially in terms of the supply chain and physical, physical products.
1: I would agree for sure. Thank you so much, Eric. It's great yeah. to have you on the show. Yeah. And, I, you know, we'll have to do this in person next soon when I get out of here March 8th. <laughs> but uh, we can do some future shows together, you know, show some facilities, like I think print-on-demand, right? Or any, like you just said, customization to yeah. differentiate. demand.
2: Print-on-demand. print-on-demand and also some... Uh, manufacturers who are able to accept like uh, not a very big MOQ. So I think this kind of have your own product will be the key because you will see more and more Chinese sellers getting out of the way to make their own brand from really buying or modify the product to making a very good brand image. So that will be the future. And I think Chinese sellers are also learning fast in terms of marketing. So we all have to work hard
1: agreed. Thank you so much Eric so I this is a fascinating discussion and what are some good ways people could you know find you or your business online and and uh, we'll link uh, it up yeah.
2: Just join the community you'll find me right
1: Yeah sure <laughs> yeah you're in our community and, and also in GMA VIP so it's great and yeah we'll also see you more on future shows so thanks thanks again Eric. Yeah you're welcome. Okay. yeah have a good day. Well, thank you, Eric, for sharing. That was really insightful. What do you think, Aubrey? Yeah,
0: and I think uh, even though I'm not really in that space, I can understand what he's talking about. So it's really insightful.
1: Yeah, so we're always thinking, preparing for the launch of the Excalibur Brothers brand on Amazon and uh, the, the Blint Method program. So I think we've said it before. We have four Four in our uh, beta program that were accepted, and we are putting them through the system now. So what's happening is uh I wish, like you said, the interview. I wish we could ship right now, but we're still not ready to ship. Production's still getting started. You know, we're we'll going through production samples right now. So they're receiving here in my quarantine department. And Luciano's locked in with us. I didn't say that. He's locked in with us. So uh, it's kind of good. We'll be working even harder together. We're talking about it all the time <laughs> Alvary, <laughs> at dinner and breakfast. And, and so that's a positive from lockdown, but you know, hopefully we'll get the production started in a, in a week or two for these different products. And then of course, ship it, ship it out. But Eric did say after the recording to have some by air and some by sea, right? So you get some there right away and some slower. So you Don't delay the launch or the selling or run out of stock, which is a good strategy, right? Send by air and by sea. Of course, it makes this more complicated, but it also allows you to maybe maximize your price savings because air is going to cost more than sea, but you can get some speed in there. And then maybe even send more by air in the future if you run out of stock and you need to get it there fast and but yeah the ocean is a little bit trickier there's so many stories honestly we're trying to launch a brand in thailand in the u.s i think you know about that one didn't share too much here but that's been delayed for over a year over a year almost over a year and a half because the ocean shipment from thailand to the u.s is a uh, out of control expensive and twenty thousand plus u.s per container so just waiting for that on a long-term basis but but yeah, we will we'll have another blimp call next week, Aubrey, right? With our blimp mastermind participants, and yeah.
0: yeah, so uh, we will have our second monthly blimp participants call. I think uh, we've already scheduled every first Wednesday of the week of the month, rather. Yeah. So I'm already excited to uh, hear about their uh, progress and their business as well, and of course to share what's the progress on our side.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We always keep things moving and we'll also have an update podcast probably soon. Maybe with Luciano stuck here with me, we can just sit next to each other and this room with Aubrey and talk about it in the future. All right. I think that's it for this week's show. Thank you. Thank you all. And of course, show notes, I I think with the URL is a little bit long this time, but globalformation.com slash podcast is always a good one to go to, to, to see. So thank you everyone
0: and enjoy listening or viewing. (laughs) Bye-bye.